Hello everyone. Today's message is Christ's way in Joseph's life. The way of Christ in Joseph's life is going to be an example to each one of us to check and examine uh, if we have that kind of a life, that kind of the way that Joseph was leading, right? So the life of Joseph, this is from the Old Testament. In, in the book of Genesis that we all are aware of, where Jacob's youngest son, Joseph, the way he led his life, we are going to see how he actually exemplifies Christ in his life. So that will be an example for each of us to examine our faith, fix anything that we lack in our faith, and then, you know, move forward and exemplify Christ in our lives so that the way we are seeing Joseph as an example today we many people should see each one of us as an example of as Joseph was right so let's go to Romans fourth chapter first verse and we'll see this first point that we're going to see today is on what is your faith what do you understand by faith. The first point is, what is your faith? Right? And Debbie uh, will help me read the scriptures. So, Romans 4th chapter, first verse. Okay. Abraham was, humanly speaking, the founder of our Jewish nation. What did he discover about being made right with God? Yeah. Can we read that once again? Romans 4th chapter, first verse. Abraham was, humanly speaking, the founder of our Jewish nation. What did he discover about being made right with God? So if you read this verse carefully, it says, Abraham was, humanly speaking, right? With our human mind, if we want to speak, we would just say that he was the reason for the entire nation, Jewish nation to be formed. Right? With our understanding, we will say that he, he was just another person who was responsible or who was, in, you know, kind of making this nation, the formation of that nation called the Jews. He kind of initiated that. But what does it say here? What did he discover about being made right with God? He did not do anything. But why is it that we quote him as an example saying he is obedience, he is faithfulness, he is righteousness. When we talk about Abraham, we look at his righteousness, his obedience to God, and his faithfulness in obeying the instructions of God. When we say faithfulness in obeying instructions, what does that mean? No questions raised. When God instructs, he silently followed that is what it means right so humanly speaking we tend to think that because of a person's doings like for example because he did this that is why he was able to achieve so and so things in their lives humanly speaking we say that because he worked hard he got a promotion humanly thinking we say because you studied hard you really got great marks. That's what we all understand, right? But here, what 
what Abraham's life exemplifies to all of us is not what he did, but the way he maintained the relationship with God makes him righteous in the sight of God. Let's read the second verse. Verse two, if his good deeds had made him acceptable to God, he would have had something to boast about, but that was not God's way. Yeah. So if, if you read the second verse carefully, right, it says, if his good deeds had made him acceptable to God, he would have something, he would have had something to boast about, but that was not God's way. God's way does not see how well educated I am. God's way is not that he will see the credentials I carry of this world. The way of the Lord is to give an opportunity to a sinner. Give a chance to a person who has been broken in her life. That is what is God's way. God does not see how a person is appearing outside. But rather, God sees what is this person within, internal. What is he or she? God gives an opportunity. God gives an opportunity for a person to see if this person will make use of this opportunity at least once. Many times I have given, but maybe at least once, will she take this opportunity? And how will that happen is through the faith. The way we start believing that, yes, God has given me this opportunity. If God is telling me for sure, he will help me in coming out of my situation. He will bail me out of this situation. This is the kind of hope a person will have who will utilize the opportunity that God is giving right? So here it says, if his good deeds had made him acceptable to God, he would have had something to boast about, but that was not God's way. How did God call Abraham? Abraham was just called by God one day saying, Abraham, get up and go to that place. That's it. There was nothing great achievements of Abraham that we see in the Bible, right? In the same way, think about each one of our lives. Where did we all start? How is it that we are in that path where God is causing a conviction? He is talking to each one of our lives. He is remembering each one of, uh, reminding each one of us about the things that we have been going through and that he has been watching over us. He is giving us that confidence and hope. The same thing was with Ab Abraham as well. When God called Abraham, he did not question. He just walked forward, right? Let's see, read this third verse. Verse three, Abraham believed God. Oh, sorry. For the scriptures tell us, Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. Yes, God counted Abraham as, as righteous. Why? Because Abraham believed God. Being righteous with God means you are excellent in the sight of God. That means when, when, when I say you are being righteous with God, that means Abraham was actually showing reverence towards God, showing immediate obedience, 
no negligence anywhere when it comes to the word or when it comes to obeying instructions of god he did not compromise anywhere the instructions that god had given to him that is why he was counted as righteous because abraham was building a relationship with god let us all examine ourselves now are we building that relationship with god just imagine in our lives how are we building relationships with one another we buy gifts to each other we invite one another for a lunch or a dinner we show love and affection in terms of making something nice for the people whom we love we have a greet and meet kind of a concept where we you know call up each other we say hi and hellos and we you know kind of build the relationship over a period of time one question are we doing the same thing with god or are we confining god to just a religious act are we confining to you know god to just being you know you give me and i will pray i will pray and you give me is this a transaction that we are maintaining with god are we keeping god far away from us though we are saying he is in me he is in my house he is in my life are we really treating this the god in this way the way we build relationships what abraham did was he was building his relationship with god by believing and by showing that he needs god he needs god's relationship in his life but uh, how are we doing that let's read the 13th verse from the same chapter verse 13 clearly god's promise to give the whole earth to abraham and his descendants was based not on his obedience to god's law but on a right relationship with god that comes by faith yes how does this relationship come by by faith the same thing happens even in our human relationships right we don't trust everyone to be our our people we don't trust everyone or we don't call everyone to be our family we don't treat everyone to be trustworthy in our lives how much more should be doing that with the heavenly father who is pure and holy are we really doing this with the father in heaven with lord jesus christ let's check are we really building this kind of a relationship like the way abraham did having right relationship with god is the key for our faith when we have that relationship with god it can only happen through faith that means we are believing that god is always right he whatever he does is always right and whatever he gives is always good for us whether it is a punishment whether it is a rebuke we should always believe that it is for our good that means you have faith in god because you are saying whatever he does is right it is good for me it is good for my life that is where why we believe that he can only speak truth there is truth in this father god and that is why we have to believe in that truth believe in that truth saying only that truth can set me free when i say truth can set me free what does that mean it means the freedom from my pain freedom from my problem my problem must, might have been clinging on to me for years together 
but when i start believing in god that means i am saying god whatever you say is right whatever you do is right whatever you give me will be good for me so i'm going to just follow you that means you are being set free the problem will leave you and go away because you have started walking towards the solution this is how abraham believed in the lord let's read 18 to 22 18 even when there was no reason for hope abraham kept hoping believing that he would become the father of many nations for god had said to him that's how many descendants you will have and abraham's faith did not weaken even though at about 100 years of age he figured his body was as good as dead and so was sarah's womb 20 also 22 up to 20 22 abraham never wavered in believing god's promise in fact his faith grew stronger and in this he brought glory to god he was fully convinced that god is able to do whatever he promises and because of abraham's faith god counted him as righteous so how did god count abraham as righteous did did that happen like in 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 the day that god called abraham no there was a series of incidents that took place there were a lot of actions that happened situations that occurred in abraham's life where abraham never wavered in believing god's promise abraham was focused on what god had promised him though his situation his condition was not favorable he still believed if god has spoken that is true that is right and whatever he does is going to be good for him that is what abraham believed and that is why he was counted to be righteous are we showing the same kind of endurance levels when it comes to god fulfilling his promises in our lives are we really showing the same endurance levels in the way we behave when we say we believe in god and our behavior doesn't match that means we are not believing in god because we are believing believing in our own emotions that is why we give up on being peaceful and we start getting irritated we start getting angry we start getting restless because there we not we are not showing our faith on god but rather we are believing in our own actions our own emotions what abraham did he never wavered in believing god's promise in fact his faith grew stronger and in this he brought glory to god what brings glory to god is the faith that we have on god and the way we exhibit that faith during situations there will be a lot of people who will be observing us it can be a health issue it can be a financial problem it can be a job related or a work related problem it can be relationship problems during all these problems what and how are we showing ourselves to people around us that will represent god or yourself so what are we showing what abraham exhibited what abraham showed was brought had brought glory to god what i always analyzed and thought is whenever whatever we represent in our life 
that becomes the way people will start recognizing us if i exhibit pride in my life people will start seeing me as a proud woman if i exhibit anger people will see me as a woman who is filled with anger if i exhibit godly nature that is when people will recognize god inside me whatever i am going to represent that is what people will remember me for now let's imagine let's check ourselves and think what do people think about me what am i representing how am i representing am i representing god or am i representing myself most of the time that will show if we are proclaiming christ if we are showing the light or if we are still in the world left behind even if god has given us an opportunity we are still really not using that opportunity to the fullest right what are what are people recognizing me for is going to be an important question for all of us how are they recognizing me when they think about me what comes into their mind and heart is actually what we all have to work out on if somebody thinks she is so and so person it's important that near that person that person should change their opinion about me because of my transformation that is faith the way i transform myself it should be visible to people that is when when i wholeheartedly exercise the word of god in my life when i wholeheartedly and willingly show obedience to the word of god he will take the responsibility of bringing this name that will exalt him and his name he will bring glory to himself because of my life that is when that is what we have been learning right show a difference in your life show a difference in the way you're talking to the way you're behaving the way you're thinking let people see that transformation in you let them speak about your transformation we don't need to tell anyone about what we have changed no let people speak about it this is what we have to focus on let people remind remember you for your goodness your kindness your or your compassion your care your love your confidence in god your hope in god let them see each one of us and get encouraged to believe god if our life doesn't show this kind of transformation if our life is not showing this kind of you know characteristics in us we really cannot represent god we will be like you know the 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 people who just read bible go to church and they they go day after day year after year but there's no change in their lives so we'll be just like another person but we know the truth we know how to represent god and we should make every attempt to represent god and this is what joseph's life also shows to each one of us let's read romans 4 5 now romans 4 verse 5 mm-hmm. but people are counted as righteous not because of their work but because of their faith in god who forgives sinners so who is god 
God is the one who forgives sinners. So this God who is forgiving sinners, when I'm believing him, I'm believing that he will forgive me, but I'm also going to believe that my works are very important, which should represent him in my life. So the faith that we have on God is to show that the word will work in my life. He will bring me out of being a sinner to start living in purity and holiness. That is what it means to have faith on God. As a sinner, I have got one opportunity from God. And now that he has given me this opportunity, I can overcome my sins. I can wash away the dirt. This is what I will start believing when I go to the true God, when I go towards the truth. That means my faith in him is what I am exhibiting. I'm saying, Lord, I will depend on you. I know you will show me a way to come out of my anger, a way to come out of my laziness, a way to come out of my jealousiness, a way to come out of my insecurities. That means I'm exhibiting my faith on God. So because of their faith in God, who forgives sinners? This is what we need to believe. We are all sinners. But because of the way he has given us a chance to transform, when we make a decision and depend on him, we will be transformed from a sinner to his children. Let's read uh, same chapter 23 and 24. Verse 23, and when God counted him as righteous, it wasn't just for Abraham's benefit. It was recorded for our benefit too, assuring us that God will also count us as righteous if we believe in him, the one who has raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. This is why God has set examples in front of our eyes. Moses, Abraham, Job, David, Enoch, Joseph, Jacob, take every single person who was who given in the Bible. Each one of them, their lives are because of God wants us to get gain benefit from their lives, get encouraged from their lives, thinking that, oh, Joseph was a normal human being. Abraham was a normal hu human being. I am also a normal human being. When Abraham and Joseph were able to achieve on, and please God, when they were able to exhibit faith, why, why can't I do that? Why am I not able to live in the same faith like they had lived? Their lives should show, the way their lives are being an example for me, in the same way, my life should become an example to many of the generations to come. That is the reason why God has set all of those examples in front of me. Now, we, we need to see if this way of life that God is giving us, are we encouraged and feeling motivated to live? Or are, do, are we choosing to just live for the sake of living? Just believe in God for the reasons that we have to believe. Just read the Bible. Just pray. Just say that God is there and walk away. What do we want to do? It's our choice. 
my choice and each one of our choice is to bring the way of Christ in our life. That is what Joseph's life is. And now we will see how Joseph was able to exhibit and exemplify Christ in the way he lived. How did he proclaim Christ? Oh, Lord Jesus Christ is in New Testament. Joseph is in Old Testament. No, 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 no. What Joseph showed was the way of Christ. And that is what we will see today. The, the second point that we're going to see is God's grace. So how would a person receive God's grace? First question to all of us. How would a person receive God's grace? We know grace is in abundance. But what is grace? We all saw. We saw that grace is an opportunity God is giving to each one of us to realize and repent. To give, to give us another opportunity to restart our lives. That is grace. Okay, good. But who will get this grace? And how would this person receive this grace? Who will get grace and how would he receive is what we are going to see now in the next point, God's grace. Let's read Genesis 37 2. Genesis 37 2. This is the account of Jacob and his family. When Joseph was 17 years old, he often tended his father's flocks. He worked for his half-brothers, the sons of his father's wives, Bilhah and Zilpah. But Joseph reported to his father some of the bad things his brothers were doing. Okay. In this verse, if we carefully read, what was Joseph doing? Joseph was the youngest for, of all the sons that uh, jo Jacob had. Joseph, the first thing, he was often tending his father's flock. That means he was working hard. He was feeding the sheep. He was taking care of the sheep. He was taking care and nurturing the sheep. Is this not what God, Lord Jesus Christ, had asked Peter to do? Peter, will you tend my sheep? Shall we read that? Let's go to John 21, 15 to 9, 17 verses. John 21? Yes. 15 to, 20, uh, 15 to 17. 15 to 17. After breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, Peter replied. You know I love you. Then feed my lambs, Jesus told him. Jesus repeated the question, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, Peter said, you know I love you. Then take care of my sheep, Jesus said. A third time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt that Jesus asked the question a third time. He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said, then feed my sheep. Everywhere what Jesus said was, take care of my sheep, tend my sheep, feed my sheep. Here in Genesis 37 2, what Joseph was doing is he was often tending the flock and he was working for his half brothers. The other brothers that Joseph had, he was working for them. But 
what did joseph do he reported the bad things to his father what joseph did here was obeying what his father had instructed him to do god says there is a there is a verse that we all know say which says if you love me obey my commandments if you love me do what i say here joseph was doing what his father had instructed he always worked hard he was sincere in the way he led his life he did what his father instructed but he never did what he wanted to do that's why when he saw his brothers were not doing what his father had instructed what did he do he went and complained to his father about the wrong things that the brothers were doing let's go back to genesis 37 the second verse but joseph reported to his father some of the bad things his brothers were doing this is because anybody who has a conscience who wants to have a clear conscience will not be able to tolerate anything that is wrong in the sight of god and what did joseph do he went to the father and he said father i am seeing bad things how am i supposed to handle these he did not react when his brothers were doing anything wrong neither did he feel bad but what he did he came to the father and asked the father how to handle this is exactly the way each one of us have to do when we see something is going wrong in our around us let's not hurriedly make remarks let's not react to it but rather come back and visit the word of god seek the help of the holy spirit god to react to that situation how to react what should i speak how should i handle this situation let's let's think before we speak that is what joseph exhibited here now let's read the third verse verse 3 Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his other children because Joseph had been born to him in his old age. So one day Jacob had a special gift made for Joseph, a beautiful robe. What was what was happening here is Jacob loved Joseph because of the way Joseph behaved. The way Joseph gave was had reverence towards his father. the way joseph behaved and handled every single situation looking at that what jacob did here was he gave a beautiful robe as a special gift you know what is our robe today grace of god to each one of us god is giving that grace to whom does he want to give the grace to those who show this kind of a nature in them having compassionate heart showing love and concern about others thinking about others before their own comforts wanting to help others before helping themselves this is what god will see in in any of us to see and you know give that special gift the way jacob gave to his son the same way 
father in heaven would want to give to each one of us that's how he he established lord jesus christ and his relationship with the son right why did he call lord jesus christ as his son to show to each one of us that that is the kind of relationship the father in heaven wants with me with each one of you he wants to call us sons he wants us to be his children and and the way he wants to call each one of us is as it says in matthew 3rd chapter 17th verse shall we read that once the way jacob appreciated his son and made a special gift and gave it to joseph the way the father in heaven calls his son the lord jesus christ in the same way lord god wants to have that kind of relationship with each one of us that is the reason he keeps rebuking us he keeps disciplining us let's read matthew 3:17 <laughs> And a voice from heaven said, this is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. Are we bringing joy to the father in heaven? Are we bringing joy to the prophets that God has appointed for us? Are we bringing joy to the leaders and, and the apostles and, and the evangelists? Are we bringing joy to one another? This is what we all have to evaluate and check. am i really being a joyful person to my leaders and my prophets and my my god in heaven my father in heaven who has given me another opportunity to realize the discipline of the word of god in my life is very important for me to obtain this grace from the father this is what we all have to evaluate and see are we really eligible to get the grace of god if we are really showing obedience if we are disciplining ourselves right no matter where we all live no matter what kind of situations we are in are we remembering the word of god and stopping from sinning right last week we read in hebrews 12:1 to throw those little little sins that are stopping us from running with endurance now we need to check and examine have we started implementing that in our life have we stopped doing those little little sins which are you know pulling us back from moving forward with endurance endurance is a key for all of our spiritual walk are we living with endurance are we running with endurance are we establishing ourselves with that patience and endurance in our lives we have to evaluate let's read isaiah 42:1 where it shows how we how god wants to really call each one of us that's how he here if you see joseph's life joseph was actually called this precious and special in in the sight of his father that is why he is representing christ he is representing the way of christ because even the father in heaven was pleased with lord jesus christ the same thing is happening here as well yeah let's read 42:1 isaiah 42:1 look at my servant who my strengthen he is my chosen one who pleases me i have put my spirit upon him 
He will bring justice to the nations. Look at this. This is the kind of testimony that each one of us should be carrying. Look at the way the father is saying, look at my servant whom I strengthen. From whom are we gaining the strength in our lives? Are we gaining strength from a human being? Are we depending on a human being to console us when we are upset? Are we depending on a human being to give us strength and power when we are weak? Or are we getting that strength directly from the Father in heaven, from God? And here he, he's saying, look at my servant. We are to be servants, not, not crave for any positions. We are to be slaves. And that is what happened in Joseph's life. Joseph was sold by his brothers as a slave. And how God exalted him at the end shows the way God will exalt each one of us only if we are first to start off being a slave to one another, being a servant. By being a servant, he will give us the strength. He is my chosen one who pleases me. How can I please God? Let's start thinking about it. Am I pleasing my God? Am I really pleasing God by being the servant who is getting strength from the word of God? In my life, every single time I listen to the word of God, I gain my strength. One week I don't listen to the word of God, I lose all of my strength. No, I will be like pathetic. This I have experienced. That is why my strength is this word. This word keeps me going. We all have to start analyzing and to see if we are gaining strength from the manna that comes from the heaven or are we gaining strength from the food that comes from our kitchen? Where is our strength coming from? The strength that we gain from the food we eat dies for that day the next day we are again hungry and until we feed our stomachs back there's no energy so if for a physical body if we are so disciplined to making sure we are eating good food we are having nutritious food how much more should we feed our spirits with the word of god every single day weekly once Feeding the word of God to our spirits, will that help? Are we not letting the spirit starve? Think about it. This is even more important. Every day, feeding our spirit, feeding, feeding our inner souls, feeding, what we need to do is think about what we are doing to our soul, what we are doing to our spirit. Are we causing deficiency to the spirit by neglecting the word of God, keeping the word of God to the weekends? What are we doing with ourselves? Whereas God is saying, here he is my chosen one who pleases me. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring justice to the nations. This is the confidence God has on each one of us. That means his grace that he shows upon all of our lives is this saying that this is a person i want to exalt 
are we giving that chance to god to exalt our lives or are we taking away the chance from him and doing everything with our own understanding we speak quickly we speak in haste we don't measure our words but if we can pause and think and speak that means we will bring glory to god such a simple thing we miss because we don't give a chance to god to come and interfere and take the opportunity to show himself in our lives let's examine and see where are we going he is calling each one of us as as his children but are we treating him as our father if he is our father then where is the glory that belongs to him that we are bringing in our lives are people able to recognize god in our lives are we bringing that glory to him or are we bringing glory to our own selves by saying that because of my hard work because of my efforts i have achieved this this means i'm giving glory to myself i'm forgetting that it is god who is strengthening me to even study even perform at my work even do my house chores in fact if i have you know if i'm fit to do work if i'm at least sitting and eating three times a day this is also by the grace of god and be thankful to him for that be thankful to him there are so many lives which do not have this kind of a smooth sail in themselves their lives are pathetic but our lives are much better than others so are we thanking god for the grace that he is showing in our lives are we able to really recognize the value of life that god has given to each one of us or are we constantly loitering on things that we do not have right this is very important let's read one john third chapter second verse first john chapter 2 chapter 3 verse 2 3 verse 2 dear friends we are already god's children but he has not yet shown us what we will be like when christ appears but we do know that we will be like him for we will see him as he really is we are all god's children but we he has not yet shown us what we will be like when he appears that means if we are not in the way of christ though he is calling us his children though he is saying i am the father in heaven i am i am the father for all of you and if we don't go in his way we would not know later when he comes whether we will still remain as his children or if he is going to hand us over to someone else this we need to remember it's the grace of god where he is calling all of us as his children but are we remaining in that grace is what we all have to check right the way we lead our lives the way we transform ourselves according to the word of god is what is very important but we do know that we will be like him for we will see him as he really is and how are we going to see him as he is going he really is is through the way we transform in our life 
when i transform myself i will start seeing god's presence in my life i'll start seeing that when i stop sinning how more and more abundant grace he starts showing on on me just like the way jacob gave a special gift a robe that is the same kind of gift he will give me which will be the robe of salvation which will be the robe of faith which will be the robe of deliverance that is prosperity in my life and how am i going to obtain all this by doing what i am supposed to do with a sincere heart like the way joseph did joseph did what his father instructed him to do he did not use his own mind he did not give suggestions to his father he did not go about advising and reasoning with his father he did not give reasons of why he does not want to do every day he often tended his father's flock he worked for his brothers and he reported bad things to his father no compromising for any wrong deeds that's what he did now when i do all this there will be many people who will not like it but colossians third chapter says do not be people pleasers please the god please the father in heaven it is he who has given you a life so focus about pleasing god so when i start living according to the word of god when i start following the truth not many will like it there will be people who will point out fingers at me there will be people who will be jealous about me there will be people who will not like it right let's read 220 229 one john second chapter 29th verse first john 229 since we know that christ is righteous we also know that all who do what is right are god's children yeah so are we doing everything that is right in the sight of god if the answer is yes then we are children of god if the answer is mm, maybe may not be that means we are not children of god if the answer is no it is even more confirmed that we are not children of god so 1 john 229 is the answer for all of us for, for 1 john 32 god definitely has called each one of us to be his children but are we doing what is right in the sight of god if we are doing what is right in the sight of god the world will reject us for sure and we might also reject lord jesus christ many times because of the way we behave some many times when we are still unable to overcome our weaknesses we are still unable to overcome the anger or we are still unable to overcome self pity and emotional behavior we are rejecting lord jesus christ same thing happened with joseph also let's see the second point being rejected genesis 37 18 the second point is being rejected let's read genesis 37 18 genesis 
When Joseph's brothers saw him coming, they recognized him in the distance. As he approached, they made plans to kill him. Why did they make plans to kill him? Let's read 13 and 14 now. Verse 13. When they had been gone for some time, Jacob said to Joseph, your brothers are pasturing the sheep at Shechem. Get ready and I will send you to them. I'm ready to go, Joseph replied. Go and see how your brothers and the flocks are getting along, Jacob said. Then come back and bring me a report. So Jacob sent him on his way and Joseph traveled to Shechem from their home in the valley of Hebron. Joseph is supposed to be the youngest of all the brothers, but Jacob had his trust. He believed his confidence was on Joseph. Why, from how, how come the father believed the youngest of all is because of the sincere way that Joseph had in doing things. He did not do anything that was bad in the sight of his father, right? But because of this good quality, all the brothers hated him. They were jealous. Do you want to read that verse? Once, let's go back to Genesis 37, 4 and 5. 37, 4 and 5. But his brothers hated Joseph because their father loved him more than the rest of them. They couldn't say a kind word to him. One night. No, no fifth verse. So it says here, his brothers hated Joseph because their father loved him more than the rest of them. This is because they did not tolerate Joseph was getting all the attention from the father. In our lives, do we have this kind of a quality? Like the way Joseph's brothers are behaving? Father in heaven does not have partiality on anybody. If a person is diligently following the word of God, if a person is diligently making those corrections in their lives and disciplining themselves, Father in heaven will for sure exalt such people. He, they will win favor of God. And when such people are growing, are prospering in the word spiritually, as human beings, we should never get jealous, never make them as a target to point out fingers and speak wrong about them. Because these people who are disciplining according to the word of God will be exalted by God himself. And as humans, if we do not understand this, we will be fighting against God. Let's never land up in this kind of a situation. The mistake that these brothers did was that they were plotting to kill Joseph, forgetting, not able to realize that Joseph had the favor of God in his life. Let's read Luke 20, 13. Luke 20, 13. Mm -hmm. 
What will I do? The owner asked himself. I know, I'll send my cherished son. Surely they will respect him. Just like Jacob sent his son Joseph to go and see what the other brothers were doing, Lord Jesus Christ was also sent to, for all of us by the Father in heaven to see what each one of us were doing, to show himself as an example on how to live, what to do, right? But what happened here, the sons, the, the brothers were planning to kill Joseph, right? We saw in Genesis 37, 18th verse, where they saw Joseph coming from far off and they started plotting to kill Joseph. Same thing happened with Lord Jesus Christ as well, right? Same thing happened with Lord Jesus Christ where they were plotting. The Pharisees and scribes were plotting to kill Lord Jesus Christ. Let's read Matthew 27, 1. Matthew 27, verse 1. Very early in the morning, the leading priests and the elders of the people met again to lay, hand, to lay plans for putting Jesus to death. Is this not the same thing that was happening to Joseph as well? The father, Jacob, sent Joseph to go and see what the brothers were doing. Father in heaven sent his beloved son, of about whom he was very much pleased, to see how we are performing. Even today, even today, he is still observing us. He has given us the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit God has been left behind for each one of us and that's grace of God. Giving us helper while we survive in this world to protect ourselves from unwanted temptations, the Holy Spirit God is with us today. But are we listening to him? Or are we actually conspiring against the Holy Spirit God? Please let's examine in our little, little thoughts, our plans that we do, are we killing the Holy Spirit God because of the way we think, because of the way we convince ourselves about the mistakes that we do? Justifications that we give to our actions is nothing but plotting to kill the Holy Spirit God. Let's not do that because there is forgiveness to those who blasphemy the name of the son, but there is no forgiveness to those who blasphemy the spirit of the Lord. The scripture says there is no forgiveness. So let's be very careful about how we are dealing when it comes to the spirit of the Lord, when the Holy Spirit God is speaking through a person, through a scripture, through a reverence, reference, through you know our, our, our children, our family, we have to be careful in identifying who is talking. Our own heart keeps telling us that this is wrong. This is not right in the sight of God. Are we rejecting that voice? This is, this is dangerous. Let's read Genesis 37, 19, 20 now. Genesis 37, 19 and 20. 
Here comes the dreamer, they said. Come on, let's kill him and throw him into one of these cisterns. We can tell our father a wild animal has eaten him. Then we'll see what becomes of his dreams. This is the way they were planning. And the same thing was being plotted against Lord Jesus Christ. How are we plotting against God today? That's the question I'm going to leave to each one of us. We let's let's answer this question. Are we also plotting to escape from being and transforming in the word of God? I wanted to control my anger, but that means you are plotting here. I did not want to say this, but I really wanted to do this, but that means in Genesis 37, 19, 20, where it says, come on, let's kill him and throw him into one of the cisterns. This is the way we are throwing the word of God that is coming to us, rejecting the word of God. One thought will come to us. Abraham was given a, a promise saying that you will be the father of nations. He only focused on that. In between, he was becoming old. His wife was becoming old. Still, he was not having Isaac. This didn't bother him. Even in our life, when God has given us a promise, are we really focusing on that promise? Or we are focusing on the things that are happening around us and getting tempted to fall into sin? Let's understand if God has given us a promise, if God has told that this is what you will be, that means our focus should be on that. That is faith. But if we get distracted and pulled by the things that are happening around us, that means we are getting tempted. We are falling for those temptations. If we get into self-pity, we are falling in, uh, away from the promise. If we are getting into emotional behavior, we are falling away from the promise. If we are convincing ourselves for doing what is wrong in the sight of God, we are terribly going against the word of God. This we all need to realize. Joseph was never having this kind of a behavior in him. All that he did was what his father instructed he continued to do. Lord Jesus Christ also did the same thing. What am I doing? What am I doing? Am I also behaving and doing whatever Lord has given me an instruction about? Or am I convincing myself why I am not able to do that? That means we are conspiring against God. In Jeremiah 11th chapter, I think in the 10th verse, it will be there. The father in heaven, God says, these people have conspired against me by going against me, by worshiping their idols and turning away from me. And they come to me for advices to seek my advice. That's what he says. Did, do we also behave in this manner? Are we also showing this kind of a nature when we come to the father in heaven, forgetting that he knows their intentions he knows what our heart has. He knows what we desire, but still we come to seek his advice. Let's not have that kind of a behavior. Let's have the fear of God saying he is an author of my life. And he knows 
my heart he knows the intentions behind what i am speaking so let me be very careful about what i am actually presenting in front of god let me not be a liar in the sight of god because he knows and he weighs every word that i am speaking we have to be very careful people will reject people will reject us but it is not people who are going to give us life it is not people whose favor can give us strength it's god's favor that gives us strength during the times of you know real real weakness in our lives right let's read matthew 27 3 to 5 Matthew 27, 3 to 5. When Judas, who had betrayed him, realized that Jesus had been condemned to die, he was filled with remorse. So he took the 30 pieces of silver back to the leading priests and the elders. I have sinned, he declared, for I have betrayed an innocent man. What do we care? They retorted. That's your problem. Then Judas threw the silver coins down in the temple and went out and hanged himself. This is what Judas did to Lord Jesus Christ. And even to Joseph, his brothers did the same kind of thing. Let's read Genesis 37, 23 and 24 now. So when Joseph arrived, his brothers ripped off the beautiful robe he was wearing. Then they grabbed him and threw him into the cistern. Now the cistern was empty. There was no water in it. Then just as they were sitting down to eat, they looked up and saw a caravan of camels in the distance coming toward them. It was a group of Ishmaelite leaders or traders taking a load of gum, balm, and aromatic resin from the Gilead down to Egypt. Hmm. Continue. Yeah. Judah said to his brothers, what will we gain by killing our brother? We'd have to cover up the crime. Instead of hurting him, let's sell him to those Ishmaelite traders. After all, he is our brother, our own flesh and blood. And his brothers agreed. Yeah. So when the Ishmaelites keep going. Mm -hmm. So when the Ishmaelites, who were Midianite traders, came by, Joseph's brothers pulled him out of the cistern and sold him, sold him to them for 20 pieces of silver, and the traders took him to Egypt. Judas sold for 30 pieces of silver, whereas the brothers sold for 20 pieces of silver. So they sold the righteousness, the truth. What are we selling? The word of God the truth that is coming to us. Are we hiding away the truth that we have because we, we, we feel what will people think if we speak the truth? Are we hiding away God from our lives by selling ourselves to the lust of the flesh? Just to satisfy my heart, I, I want to cry because of my self-pity nature. Or I want to lie because I want to impress someone. What am I selling away the truth for? Handing over 
the truth that is so precious the truth that will give me a solution to my life the problems of my life am i pushing it away to a side and focusing on the day to day stressful life and the businesses that i deal with my, with my my life in my heart what idols am i actually submitting myself to if i am submitting to my anger if i am submitting myself to my sickness if i am submitting myself to my discouraging attitude if i am submitting myself to my self pity if i am submitting myself to the emotional behavior to my assumptions and expectations that means i am also selling away the truth for that idol of my life what am i selling away this truth the word of god which is so promising that is coming to me and rejecting god is what we all have to analyze examine today we we keep we we keep ourselves so busy in our day to day activities but we don't realize that if we have a job today if we have a life today if we have a comfort today if we have whatever we have today is because of the grace of god and we don't realize this we keep him aside that means we are rejecting him and and this is very very important to check and see do we have the way of christ in our lives like the way joseph had or are we having our own way our own ways cannot lead us towards salvation cannot lead us to the promise that god has given us right the third point is testing through temptations wherein we will see how when god has given a promise while we are traveling towards that while we are running with endurance there will be tests that will come into our life through the temptation you remember when we were going through job's life and the series of job's life and incidents we did see how there were temptations in his life and how god was speaking through the temptation that means the tests will come into our life through the temptations let's read genesis 39:1 to 5 Genesis 39:1-5 When Joseph was taken to Egypt by the Ishmaelite traders he was purchased by Potiphar an Egyptian officer Potiphar was captain of the guard for Pharaoh the king of Egypt the lord was with Joseph so he succeeded in everything he did as he served in the home of his Egyptian master Potiphar noticed this and realized that the lord was with Joseph giving him success in everything he did this pleased potiphar so he soon made joseph his personal attendant he put him in charge of his entire household and everything he owned from the day joseph was put in charge of his master's household and property the lord began to bless potiphar's household for joseph's sake all his household affairs ran smoothly and his crops and livestock flourished when we show god in our life not only would our life exemplify him but people around us whom we are related to even their lives will flourish 
this is what happened look at this in the in the fifth verse it says from the day joseph was put in charge of his master's household and property the lord began to bless potiphar's household for joseph's sake for the sake of joseph this king was the, the he was being blessed the whole household of this guy was being blessed and enriched all his household affairs ran smoothly and his crops and livestock flourished this will be a blessing of our our lives having the way of christ when we start living the way of god not only does our family benefit even the work the organization that you are working will also flourish am i really getting this kind of a blessing to people around me is what i am questioning i'm actually i questioned myself today am i really bringing flourishing you know the 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 organization that i belong to the team that i belong to is my manager really getting this kind of a blessing if he is not getting that blessing it's my problem i am not in, in pleasing god enough that's why my manager isn't blessed let's take this as a challenge today let's say that when god has given joseph's you know the the, the uh, potiphar was being was getting flourishment flourishing there so much why am i not able to bring that same kind of flourishment to my manager my organization let's think like this let's let's take this as a challenge and get this thing in our lives as well right here what did potiphar see he noticed that the lord was with joseph and the lord was giving him success in everything he, he did people should see this in our lives people should see that lord is in this person's life this woman is having someone who is you know kind of making this woman's life life so smooth this person's life god is visible that's what people should see in our lives and when joseph was able to achieve it as a human being why can't i do it why can't i be like joseph this is what is an example the benefit that we spoke in romans 4 chapter this is how we need to benefit let's read 6 to 9 now 6 to 9 so potiphar gave joseph complete administrative responsibility over everything he owned with joseph there he didn't worry about a thing except what kind of food to eat Joseph was a very handsome and well-built young man and Potiphar's wife soon began to look at him lustfully come and sleep with me she demanded but Joseph refused look he told her my master trusts me with everything in his entire household no one here has more authority than i do he has held back nothing from me except you because you are his wife how could i do such a wicked thing it would be a great sin against god this is the way both um, joseph was able to successfully overcome the temptation this was a test that god has given to joseph to see how much he will have the fear and reverence of god so he threw a temptation 
like the wife of the potiphar who came and tempted joseph here but joseph said it would be a great sin and evil against my god how can i do that in the same way a situation will come in our life when we say lord i believe in you lord i will depend on you and the situation that enters into our life will make us not depend on god that temptation that it brings is to take us away from god not to believe god through our actions are we falling for that temptation that is coming through a situation that is the testing that god is doing you are saying you will believe me you are saying you know my father in heaven you know what is good for me you do whatever is right for me so i will believe in you is what we all will say but when a situation comes we cry we get scared we feel rejected we feel low we get disappointed even for a moment that means you fallen for that temptation but joseph did not do that joseph did not fall for such temptations he stood still he said no this is wrong in the sight of god no matter what you want to do i am not going to commit this sin that is the kind of stability we all have to exhibit even lord jesus christ was tempted isn't it matthew matthew 4 chapter 1 verse if you read fourth chapter the devil tempted lord jesus christ did he fall for it the devil was giving lord jesus christ the power there he was reminding that he was god the devil was reminding lord jesus christ that you are god nothing will happen to you this is what the scripture is saying go ahead and do this but he did not do because he was showing obedience to the father in heaven and he said whatever it is let my father do it i am not the one who's going to take control tempting testings will come through the temptations are we able to withstand those times of temptations is what we all have to check the last point exaltation from the lord when you have the favor of god when you have the the way when you have a life that is pleasing to god for sure no matter how much people insult and humiliate a person god will be the one to exalt even now if you see joseph was sold by his brothers as a slave but what happened to joseph he was given control administrative control over potiphar's kingdom potiphar gave control over everything if you see in the, i think in the ninth verse it says no one here has more authority than i do joseph is talking he he says potiphar has held back nothing from me except potiphar's wife see the the way god had exalted joseph already here and let's see the fourth point what else happens to joseph now 39 21 to 20, 23 21 but the lord was with joseph in the prison and showed him his faithful love and the lord made joseph a favorite with the prison warden before long the warden put joseph in charge of all the other prisoners and over everything that happened in the prison the warden the warden had no more worries 
because Joseph took care of everything. The Lord was with him and caused everything he did to succeed. So Joseph was thrown into the prison by Potiphar because Potiphar's wife blames Joseph had come to unwantedly touch her. But when he was thrown into prison, what happens here? Even here, he was exalted by God. So when a person has the favor of God, no matter where you go, no matter where you are thrown, no matter how much the world wants to insult you, he, God will exalt us. Let's depend on God. Look at this so wonderful example that God has brought to each one of us to show that focus on me, focus on me. Do not get wavered by the situations around you, but rather focus on me. Abraham did the same thing. He did not get wavered by things that were happening in his life, but rather he said, no, God has told and he will do. Let's read Genesis 41, 37 to 41 now. Look at the way, you know, Joseph was exalted again and again by God because of the way, because the way he had faith on God. Genesis 37. 41, 41, 37 mm -hmm. to 41. 37 to 41, okay. Mm. I think I'm in the wrong chapter. Genesis 39. Genesis 41. Oh, 37 41. 41. Yeah. 37 to 41. Joseph's suggestions were well received by Pharaoh and his officials. So Pharaoh asked his officials, can we find anyone else like this man so obviously filled with the spirit of God? Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, since God has revealed the meaning of the dreams to you, clearly no one else is as intelligent or as wise as you. You will be in charge of my court and all my people will take orders from you. Only I sitting on my throne will have a rank higher than yours. Hmm. Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put you in charge of the entire land of Egypt. Look at that. Pharaoh, who did not know God, recognized the spirit of God in Joseph. People who do not know God should see that I am being led by the spirit of God. Should see you are being led by the spirit of God. And how did that happen? with the knowledge and wisdom that he exhibited in front of Pharaoh by interpreting the dream that he had, right? And what did he do? He made Joseph in charge of the entire land of Egypt from a slave to the in charge of Egypt, almost a king. Look at the way God exalted him because he depended on God completely. That means what we all have to realize is only God can bring this kind of exaltation in every person's life who depend on God, who do what is right in the sight of God and do not get distracted because of people or situation. Today, Joseph's life shows each one of us the way of Christ. The way Christ was humiliated, Joseph also was humiliated. The way Christ went through blames and insults, even Joseph had gone through the same insults and blames. But in the end, 
the father in heaven exalted lord jesus christ he said he is the one i am pleased with so was with joseph's life god exalted joseph now let's question ourselves what is our life showing is it showing the way of christ are we being exalted in in every place that we are in do we get the honor say thanks to the lord because it's because of god that we are getting appreciation in our workplace if somebody is getting blessed because of us it's because of god's grace upon us and because we depend on god he will make sure people around us who are associated with each one of us are also getting this this kind of life blessing in their lives whose ways are we showing in our lives what is the definition of our faith are we able to define what our faith is today is our faith equal to the faith that abraham exhibited the faith that joseph exhibited the faith that lord jesus christ taught each one of us these are very very important faith is not because of any work that we do but it is rather a gift that god gives each one of us let's read first corinthians 12th chapter 7th verse we are in the last verse First Corinthians twelve verse seven. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. Ninth verse. The same spirit gives great faith to another and to someone else. The one spirit gives the gift of healing. So a spiritual gift is given to each one of us so that we can help each other. In the same way, this the one of the gifts that the Holy Spirit gives to each one of is the gift of faith, and only with this we can encourage one another. My faith on God should encourage you all. Your faith on God should encourage me. That's how we all have to be in a fellowship with God, not with human beings. that is what god is teaching each one of us and i think in the 11th verse it says it is the one and only spirit who distributes all these gifts he alone decides which gift each person should have it's not our control this is a gift now if it's my birthday can i ask you to give me a gift you willingly will come and give me a gift whether you want to give me a gift or not is completely up to your decision in the same way when lord jesus christ when god looks at each one of us and says okay this person is transforming she is a new creation i can see that she has given up these sinful nature of hers have completely gone away from her now let me go and give her a gift gift of faith gift of appreciation it should come from the lord i can't grab it and i will not even be able to claim it as well saying that oh i have gift of faith no it is up to the spirit of the lord to push it on to me 
and when 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 the spirit of the lord gives me the gift of faith everyone around me will see that gift in me they will say oh she has so much of faith on god and that will encourage the other person this is how holy spirit operates in us hence today what we all have to understand is this faith that is that we all talk about it is a gift from god are we really having that gift does it come by a work that we do no it is because of grace of god that is upon us that we who are once sinners have got an opportunity to be forgiven to transform and when this gift is coming on to us which is faith are we taking care of it properly when grandma gave gives me a gift i keep it carefully in 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 a wardrobe so i don't you know spoil it so in the same way when the holy spirit is giving me a gift am i able to really take care of it every single moment carefully handling it if i get angry on someone this gift is gone if i still continue to sin this gift is gone if i continue to live with my old nature the gift is no more with me then how can i say that i am still walking in the spirit how can i say holy spirit is leading me no if i do not have a right nature if you if i do not have the way of christ none of the gifts of the holy spirit will operate in me hence today we all should start asking ourselves the question what kind of faith am i having what kind of way have i chosen to walk in my life do i have the way of christ or do i have the way of a man that i have defined this will give us an answer the way joseph life is an example to show christ in his life so should be each one of our lives let's get encouraged by this word and examine and fix our faith and move forward running with endurance is possible when we fix our faith without faith we cannot run efficiently we will lose the strength let us gain the strength from the god in heaven he alone can give this to each one of us